Welcome everybody to Caliente Tech Talk. We are still on location in the mighty Chris's garage. With me as always, well, who am I? I'm service manager Derek. With me as always, Bill and Chris, owner of this wonderful establishment we are still in this evening. Uh, we are talking about some really fun things and having a good time. Our studio audience is still in place, but as we've learned earlier from our Twitch viewers, they cannot be heard. So say something, guys. Yeah, they said all kinds of things. They were rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. rowdy. It's unbearable. So if they speak up again, we'll try to fill you in on what they're saying. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a really good uh, comment, question, a little bit of everything. I wish I had, the, I wish I had the, the name of this person so we could shout about and say this is a really good it is. This, right, is, it's this is the stuff we talk about always. It sounds like this person may be in the industry or industry adjacent. Uh, because they hit on some things that we always talk about. So we're going to go over this thing and break it down and give our thoughts and opinions <coughs> and suggestions and things like that on it. So whoever sent this in, kudos to you. We like this kind of stuff because it gets the conversation rolling. So uh, this person wrote in, uh, what I don't like about the service department, so automatically we go into defensive mode. I did. <laughs> I did too. I'm okay. not going to lie. I what? Mean, I said some months <laughs> Sure. Uh, is the greed associated with the charges that are a few hundred dollars more than quoted? So, uh, yeah, I get that. Let's keep reading. I'm going to read through this, and then we'll go back and touch okay. on the topics of that. It's a poopy place, uh, and it's the reason I went to MMI. And for those of you who don't know, that's Motorcycle Mechanics Institute, which I'm a graduate of. Graduate. 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 So we and uh, I think our audience. Uh, yeah, at, least, at least a couple in the audience. Did they graduate? Phoenix is the only one. Uh, Mr. Stuger said yes. He is very envious of everything I did in life. I tried to go to WyoTech. Why? Oh, why? Why? And he learned how to do his own work. That's why. Uh, uh, so that's that. Let's start with that because it goes into yeah, something. Different. I like that. Yeah. So uh, bad quotes are a problem. I would agree with that, and because quotes tend to be the bulk of the job, and they sometimes leave off. On the little things that you need to complete the job, the fluids, for example, or the gasket, gasket. Or oh. a couple of fasteners here and there. So a service department really should be giving you the overall quote, uh, even if they come across something different. They should. I know our service department can struggle with that as well. The text and things like that. But I will tell I you, if you've targeted. got, if you, if you feel targeted, uh, <laughs> the other technicians are feel targeted, and they should. If you have a good relationship with your service department and your service. Uh, writers, your service manager, talk to them about it. If something comes up you don't like and, and you don't, it doesn't seem right, just talk to them. Not scream at them, blast them on whatever social media platform. That doesn't get anywhere. How do you respond when people are screaming in your face for no reason? Go talk to them and see uh, what's happening. Maybe they can make it right for you. I know I've made those corrections on the YouTube because I'm a customer myself. I'm sure you guys know customers. We've all been customers. Oh, yeah. Chris is stewing over there. I can see. <laughs> I'm currently a customer. You are. Oh, and your right. bike is currently being quoted? <laughs> Finding more problems. <laughs> so we've all been there as tags. We've all been there as customers. It is unpleasant. Those conversations aren't always fun to have. But talk to your folks. Do you guys agree? I agree. Are you insulted if somebody points out something that didn't get quoted? We're human. This is what bottom line. Are you sure? We're we trying to. <laughs> We're human. We make mistakes. We try and quote it the best we can. Yep. Do we mess stuff? Yes. Is it frustrating? Absolutely. It's frustrating for us. Frustrating for our boss. Yeah. Frustrating yeah. for our service writers. Frustrating yeah. for the customer. Yeah. It's frustrating all the way around. So, but we try our best not to do it. Experience in the industry and years working at a lift tends to 
eliminate some of that, but we, sh we still make mistakes. There's no yeah. getting around it. And calling us out on it is fine. Uh, you know, if a customer, if we do something wrong for a customer's bike, we own it, and we need to own it. And if your shop doesn't own it, the way I always let the shop know, or even any service, whatever it is, is I, I, I don't give them business. In defense of the, of, you know, you guys and stuff like that, oh, which I, I am not. I'm not a technician <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, sometimes, though, you do find things along the way. Phil found some stuff in my bike uh, that magically sounded like bolts in my Marble. gas tank. Yeah, you had the, the Morocco gas tank. Yeah, exactly. And I'll hit on that a little bit. It, it, depending on what you're doing will depend on how far we go into the motorcycle. So, you know, if you want cams, great. We'll throw cams in there, but along the way, we might find something else, like a cam bearing being blown out. Wheel bearing shot. Wheel bearing shot. You know, there's other things that we might find that that first initial quote that you wanted done didn't cover. So it's our job to let you know. Absolutely, that's a great point. It is the tech's job and the shop's job to let you know when they find something that's out of whack. If you feel it's a gouge or you feel they're going after you, second opinions are always good. I swear to God, I am not answering raised hand questions. But please, gentlemen in the front row. How do you feel about overquoting? How do I feel about overquoting? Like, well, basically, expand things are going to be messed up before you dive in to not, get the customer. Ooh, that is like, wow. Actually, worst case, ideally, worst case scenario, but you don't actually have the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Yeah, and, I, and so I actually like that approach. As long as the shop is not using that as the end result, no matter what. But I would quote the common, the common inner primary. I got oil driven behind my primary. If you've ever owned a Harley, big twin, anything, well, you know that's what they do. That can be a number of different areas, and it can be a number of different problems. So if somebody says, I'll fix your inner primary, like, no problem, here's the dollar amount, and they never opened it up, yeah. you got shift shaft seal leash, you got main seal transfer. Transmissions. You can I mean, lose a main bearing. Yeah, main bearing. You can have no. major issues. Rebuild the training. So, you know, so quoting. Yeah, qu mean? quoting worst case scenario is, is, a, is a thing just to prep you as the customer for this is potential received, but let's do the real diagnostic. Let's dig in and find out what's going on. And I know I'm a fan of this. If somebody comes in for that, if they have the ability to, once we do have it torn down, has to go in and look at it with the tech or with your service rider. Check out what's going yeah, absolutely. on. Absolutely. I want the customer. I love when the customer comes in yeah. so I can explain, like, look, this is what you're looking at. Yeah. If you and can't it, get there, ask your sir. Our service riders have cell phones. They can text with our customers. Ask for pictures if you can't make it in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most of, I, didn't most do video? A lot I'm of them probably. may have done video. I mean, I was going to say, we have the technology that we can do a full walk around video. Look at you go. Look, thanks, Oz. I love the voice. Oh, <laughs> love oh did we? Oh, I didn't introduce the voice. Oh. I'm terribly sorry. Voice, say hi. Hi. There's the voice. Sorry. Right. <laughs> manly is all manly. Uh, that sexy voice went away. So we, we, we do like when people, <laughs> if you're interested in what's going on your bike or you have a question on it, come look at it. Uh, we find things go, wow, and then we kind of want to show the customer, too, even though the wow may be expensive to you. So <laughs> talk to your, your shop. Trust your shop. And if you don't, to and you can, and feel free to decline it. Yeah, I mean, your bike, inconvenient, your life. I hope that touches on that, uh, and you know, so so vet your shops, use your shops, and, and, and see what kind of work they put out. So on to his next topic, because he even states it as gripe number two, 
uh, and it's a doozy. Uh, why on earth does the motor company cheap out on internal motor parts? Like, say, the fuel rail plastic, question mark, the intake plastic, question mark, so he clearly has a Milwaukee 8. As long as I can buy a Thundermax and delete the very limited, see the Thundermax part, delete the very limited and weak control module, that's exactly what I did. Uh, I get it, you have a very bone stock and basic motorcycle with zero performance. Is it too much to ask for? When I'm laying down real cash for your Harley-Davidson choked-down version of what is supposed to be an American icon, it's a little off-putting. But like everyone else, when cool new designs come out with bigger motors and prettier paint, we are all suckers. Sucker. Ooh, a lot of stuff Sucker. on it. Sucker. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> man, there's a lot of things to touch on on that one. Let's talk about plastic. Plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more for you. Plastics. <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah, Great question. What? From the crowd, we had a question. Yeah. Have we had issues with the stock intake? So if you don't know what we're talking about, the intake manifold between the bees on the motor on a Milwaukee 8 is now plastic. So the reason there's a lot of plastic in bikes and on all things nowadays, money cost. Money, money, Five money. cents on every unit saves a lot of money, and for the most part, when used correctly, they do work. So why don't they use all the top-end stuff? Because you're already upset about your $30,000 Harley. You'd be really upset about your same bike at $60,000. 70, 80? Yeah, it gets out of control. Does yeah. that mean you can't replace those? Absolutely. The manifold is one thing I'd recommend as you modify the bike and create more heat. They make aluminums. Harley makes them, and you can put them in. So I do. Like some that. aftermarket companies that make that, but yep. The, in, the internal components that are plastic, the shoes and things on tensors, they, they work. Uh, my thing is. The pretty new shiny expensive piece. A lot of people buy it because they think they should, but the reality is you don't always need it. Nope. Uh, if you're in there repairing something, and if you're talking about a bike that's got 100,000 miles on it, those plastic pieces are wear items. They're supposed to wear they're out, not gonna last. so you don't damage major components in there. So I can't say that they're cheaping out. Things are getting more expensive as far as the new shiny. What does everyone do with something new shiny? Ooh, ah, I, want I, want I want it, I want it, I want it. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason Apple's doing it. Red Rider BB gun, I want it. <laughs> yeah. Keep your eye out. Uh, the, 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 the comment about the Thundermax ECM, I don't get the weak control module. That's mapping. I mean, I can do about anything with a stock ECM, aside from turbos and superchargers, and with a We can manipulate that. For race purposes, we can do all that. And I'm assuming you're out of your factory warranty. Right. If well, you're in your factory warranty, don't replace your ECM. Yeah, and, and you got to remember those those ECMs and the way those bikes are set up are so they can pass all of the federal laws and regulations to be on the road legally. California. Unless your technician tells you to replace your ECM. Well, yeah. you see, sometimes you have to. Uh, but it's, you know, they are abiding by all the laws they have to abide by, and those restrictions make them run leaner, run hotter, and do a lot of the things that the customers sometimes are not super happy about, but that's the reality. Uh, but again, the hot rod stuff tend to come with hot rod problems. Uh, when you jump into your Honda Civic, you like the way it fires up and runs and meets all the <laughs> regulations and does just fine. Uh, your old hot rod, you may not want to commute in every day. I know someone's going to blast us for that, but that's just the reality. Do you not agree? No, I, I completely agree. agree. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't use the view. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't the man right. on the right is a hot rod. <laughs> yeah, I, how often do I see you commuting I in the Buick? Don't drive. I have a '64 Buick. I drive it. No, no, not very often. <laughs> on Saturday, occasionally on Saturday mornings, I'm not going to sit and rush hour traffic with it. It's not a cold running vehicle. Yeah, it, it's, it, it'll overheat. 
I need, yes, do I need to fix that problem? I do. I understand. The plastic parts aren't a new thing. Bill, I'm sure you can talk about the old shovel heads and stuff with the plastic or those oil breathers. Oh, you're talking about the Evo, the bottom ends. Bottom yeah, end, yeah, the readers, Evos, yeah. Which, of course, we've replaced with the metal reed valves. But that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, the plastic stuff was a bit of a problem. But it's not that it's necessarily cheap. It's just how it's getting used. And the more you hot rod these motors, the more stress it puts on some of those things. Well, and not to go off into a different world that we may not be experts in or anything like that, but if you've ever owned, you know, a Japanese bike or a European bike, I mean, a lot of plastic I there. had a lot of plastic on my 1984 Seika. Yep. So, yeah. And my, then you go with the older bikes. I mean, well, your recommended rebuild of the top end oh, is 20,000 yeah, miles. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've so, come a long way. They've come a long way. So these plastic parts are lasting a lot longer than they did. Yeah. I mean, even with the twin cams, you're recommended to go into those Oh, yeah, the cam change engine. Yeah, cam change engine. You're recommended to go in there at 30,000 miles. Well, I don't now, know. I, I can't even tell you. I don't know if you can see the black limited back here has 160,000 miles on it. Yeah. Now, I didn't put those miles on it. I bought it with 158,000 miles on it. Ride your bike. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> basic maintenance. All three of them. <laughs> it was owned by a guy who did the, all that iron butt stuff. Basic maintenance. Yeah, it'll last forever. Yeah, if you, I don't care what components you got in it, the most expensive top end titanium, blah, blah, blah. You don't change your oil when you're supposed to. Broken. So, yeah, pay attention, do your maintenance. Uh, I would just make a little comment about, oh, no, we're going to get to that. Okay, so on to the next one. Uh, I would like to know if the motor company would be a little more generous with the retail and stop holding us up for all the extras they, that need to be done. See, I don't agree that they need to. They can be. Uh, we have a kitten or a bottle that bought a nice road bike last year, put in 5000 for all the club stuff. Um, what is the club stuff? I don't know. I'm not even getting into that. I'm okay. not sure. He ended up quick selling because he was going to run behind and dues and rent. So obviously, budgeting for your payments and everything, that is your responsibility, I would say. I can certainly be up on the price of y'all. i got to expect better quality fit fish. So I, that one gets me. Talking about saying a Harley's cheap, I don't really get that because they have good fit and finish. There are some things that are maybe a little questionable, but they make a good product. And that's my opinion. I like the, the bikes. They do a good job. Every mass, every mass manufacturer has, we'll call it, you can call it the quality of the fit and finish problem. Yeah. Because you're the, not, the small custom ones did. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's no, there was nothing, LA, LA Choppers or, or uh, West, Coast, West Coast Choppers, he never had any problems. Yeah, the, the, a custom bike can have issues. It's just how any bike can have some machines. They can, they can. They well, can and, and coming from the other side, like, you know, I started off as a import guy. Yeah. I liked imports. I didn't buy a, my first Harley was literally two years ago. Yeah. That was it. And working for Harley and everything like that, when you sit on the bike, you can feel it. Like you can feel the fit and finish on the bike. Yeah. And you get it that like the R one that I you know you have is gonna not look nice twenty years down the road. Yeah. But you're gonna get there and it's gonna be worth two thousand yeah, dollars exactly. so i mean it's what it is the fit and finish with harley i think they come out with an amazing product yeah i love their product and depending on what type of riding you're doing if you're going zero to a hundred everywhere you go no you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to put those extra mods into that bike yeah. but the everyday rider it's a great fit and finish for them i think so and as far as the you know saying the the weak bike, man, uh, these Milwaukee eights. I, 
I have a I have a two thousand model family. The first first twin cam software. You got your O3 sitting there. These were not exactly putting out monster power. 55, 60 horsepower. Yeah, I got an eighty one. So the money I had to spend back in the day to get the elusive hundred and a hundred. I mean, it was an investment. Yeah. These things are rolling off the line we're now. On that. We're putting a cam in it and getting 120, 130 foot-pounds of torque. So you kind of get used to things as you ride them. I mean, jump back on your first motorcycle sometime or, or you know, go ride a 500cc bike you start on. You'll wonder what's wrong with it. I mean, but compare a 69 Dodge Charger to a new Challenger with a Hellcat in it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, just, so, it is what it is. I, it is. So you got to have a little perspective on it with the advancements in technology and what these bikes do. Pretty, pretty amazing, if you ask me. So, Pan America, I'm telling you. <laughs> you <still> dig it. <laughs> we made one episode. <laughs> 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 I know. You go. You want everything? This was subliminal, by the way. I mean, do they have their problems? Absolutely. But you want a you want a bike that can upkeep with everything. That I mean, that Harley makes. By all means. It's, it's a great bike. It's a great bike. And I, I, I will eventually stop talking about it. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, I love it. I love so, it. I have a question. Sure. Because of how, you know, how much output everything has and everything like that, mm -hmm. could you even take, not to bring it back up, but could you take a bike like Pan American and put it on a dyno and okay. try it? But, like, to tune it? Yeah. Well, see, I don't know. Does anybody even make a tuning? I, I don't know if there's any aftermarket tuning for it. There, it's Harley it's very new still, but I mean, with the variable, the variable speed timing and all of that, yeah. it's valve timing. It's gonna, it's gonna take some. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm sure it's happening out there that they're gonna squeeze more out of these motors. There'll be more performance. I know, like we, I think in one of the last episode we mentioned the, uh, the, the uh, what's the race series, the, the uh, hooligan. No, yeah, we had the hooligan, the hooligan class, class of the king of the baggers. That class is open to anything you bring, and we saw some modded Pan Ams on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. Really and they were relatively stock paint. I mean, yeah, they were, they, they were modded, but not, not aggressively made. The motors weren't. Yeah, they're, they're ripping bikes out there. But so I, you know what's coming. Every motor gets modded over time. These are still new to our uh, life cycle of the bikes. It's only been up for a couple of years, three years. With now. the yeah. Pan Am, so it's, uh, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, You're uh, I'm pretty sure that they have to be detuned to race on those tracks. That I don't know. So that would be interesting. Yeah, it'd be fun to talk to one of the guys who do that. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're really fun. So what I was getting at was, you know, the brand new thing out of the brand new box. I mean, it's so yeah. advanced that there's some things you just can't really do to it. Yeah, yeah. eventually yeah. they yeah. will crack the codes and do yeah. all that stuff. But you don't have to. It's doing amazing. It's so good. So we were not being. We're not. I like this kind of comment and questions because it asks the real questions and brings up topics that some people don't want to bring up. They'd rather just, you know blindly say things to oblivion with no response. But to get a response to it's kind of fun. But he kind of sums it up in a nice way, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. As, it, 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 guys, as we, and I was guilty of it too, as I read this, I'm getting, eh, but then we read through and he makes a comment at the end, or this person makes a comment, I should say, I'll of course apologize as you folks are those who fill a role in the dealership to fix problems and I have nothing but respect for you all. So thank you for thank that. You. We respect you as well. Sincerely. It just, <laughs> this is just a little big. <laughs> Uh, it's just, how can you work for a dealership that pays you pennies on the dollar? It baffles my mind. So unless you own the uh, establishment you're working at, whether it's a motorcycle industry or anything else, 
you are getting paid by someone, and chances are it's uh, less than you think you should because everyone wants more. But you can live well as a uh, career mechanic with Harley Davidson. Stick with it. Go through the ranks. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Absolutely. You may get paid. We'll call it pennies as a tech straight out of MMI. You can make a living doing it and, and raise a family. And as you grow absolutely. through and, and increase the ranks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, so we, it, oh, the sorry. voice has something, I'll say something to say. Cut you off. I know, right? You finally got a chance to talk. So we do have a question from Twitch. Oh, switch it up, baby. Switch it up. So it says... I still think the Bronx would be a great addition to the Harley Davidson line and would definitely get a sports bike, uh, get sport bike riders into the brand. So that did they hear you on that, Mike? I think so. So uh, Phil is actually typing that one out under the table. That's <coughs> yep. why you can't see his other hand. Cause I, say, <laughs> I say me and Phil are big hey, fans of the Bronx. Okay. Agree. I'm going to hand this over. Uh, Bronx it up, baby. Bronx it up. Uh, I would absolutely love to see the Bronx. Uh, I think Harley needs to come out with a sport bike edition of a Harley. Um, it is amazing, and you're correct. It would bring, hopefully, some other riders into... And Go technically ahead. not... I mean, I know we don't like that, but it's technically not dead. It, it might be shelved. It might be. I there have no idea. It, it might be shelved. It's technically not dead from what I hear around the block, but absolutely. I mean, it would be putting an awesome power plant into the mix yeah. and bringing other riders. Like I said, I think in our first episode, is that it, you really need all types of riding to yes. be a motorcycle enthusiast. And your voice is heard from Harley. They do tons of research, so comment on these things. Yeah, online. Exactly. Let your dealerships know. Let, your, let Harley know when you're at big Harley events. They want to know what you guys want, and they're going to try to build it. That's one of the reasons why it, you know of the Bronx. Yeah. It got to the point that it did. Yeah. yeah. If it's exactly. to that level where we know the existence of a model, it, it's getting really yeah. close. Exactly. So, yeah. Thank Keep you, Twitch. Yeah. I appreciate thanks, that. Thanks, uh, thank you, Bill's uh, wife, for that question. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do want to hit on the... Hit on something, Bill. Yeah, no, I do want to hit oh, on the... Oh, the voice uh, telling us to wrap. The, we're going to keep going. The pennies on the dollar. Man, I didn't get into this. To become rich, I absolutely love. It just happened naturally. (laughs) 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 I absolutely love motorcycles. I love what I do, and if you are thinking about getting into this industry, you need to love motorcycles because it will eat you alive. It will be hard to pay rent. It'll be hard to pay your mortgage. Living in this industry, but I tell you, meet the best of friends. You will meet. Amazing people. It, I mean, you can travel the world doing this. Mm-hmm. So you have got it, it. Can't be about the money. Right? No, if you're in for the money, you're gonna hate it. Just yeah. like just like almost every job you're gonna do. That's a pretty sweet garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually sitting here. I mean, I'm actually looking at over here. It's all about priorities. I have a very forgiving wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's been wearing those same clothes for 15 years. So it's all about where you put yeah, the funds. Exactly. Some of our studio audience dances for a living to make up his you know, private dance. Yeah, private dance. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, <laughs> everyone moves. He tears away. I'm you, I can get his uh, uh, info for you if you would like. Put your effort in, and it will reward you. So, uh, uh, 
again, I, I think we're wrapping here. Uh, this has been a really fun remote. We're going to do this again. We're going to change our scenery a few times. We'll be back at the shop. Hopefully our studio audience will participate as well in the future. We'll get some more and maybe even make an appearance. You never know. Oh, my God. Cool. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Because like Phil said, we like to share with our uh, fellow enthusiasts and uh, cohorts where we work and even from out there. So please continue to drop us a line. Continue to talk to us. Hello, rest of the world. That's amazing that you're out there watching this. We appreciate it so much. It's so fun. We're having such a great time even talking about this stuff and doing it. We love it. Uh, that's all I got. Thank you very much, guys. Anything to say to yeah, the crowd? If, if you're in Texas, man, hit us up. Absolutely. Come by we might, might get you in the show. Come by Caliente. Yeah, come um, by the shop. If you're in San Antonio, if you want to be on the show, hit us up. Yeah. We, yeah come on, might be some guest appearance. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, anyway. Thanks, guys, and we will see you on the next episode when it's warm.